I found that just simply listening to music sometimes can even be the things that calms anxiety, something that calms um, worries, that calms um, feelings. And sometimes it, it's even the thing that um, breaks that the, uh, the dam that keeps the emotions back that really needs to be broken down to allow those things to process and to open up. And I think that um, it enables us to be more vulnerable, enables us to be more human. Um, and since we're created in the image of God, it, it allows us to be more Christ-like in that sense. And I think that it really gives us the opportunity to um, be wholly the individuals that God has created us to be. What is going on everyone? My name is Ryan Logan and I'm pleased to welcome you to the sixth episode of Kingdom Culture Engagement. And today, as a part of our Kingdom Artisan series, we sit down with a close friend of mine. He's a talented musician and passionate Christ follower. He serves as the director of music ministry for Duber United Methodist Church in Duber, Ohio. He teaches voice lessons at Green Music School, and he's a member of Chorus for a Cause. Please welcome my friend, John Goins. Hello. Thanks for coming on the show, John. Of course. So, John, here at Kingdom Culture Engagement, we believe that everything is sacred, and that everything we do, everything we create, is an opportunity to engage with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I think there's no um, there's there's no other art form more poignant to that than than music. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm very excited and I just uh, I just wanna tell you how grateful I am for you volunteering your time to be here. Well, of course, it's a it's an absolute blessing to get the chance to share and talk about music, especially because of not only how powerful it is in general, but how powerful it is, especially in ministry and especially in our faith. So, John, if you don't mind, before we begin our discussion today, would you please pray for us? Yeah, of course. Dear Lord, we thank you for the fact that um, no matter where we are in our lives, no matter what choices we make, no matter what mistakes we make, no matter what our journey in life has been so far, we know that through all of it, and even now, and throughout the entire future, that you are walking by our side, that your hand is stretched out to us. We pray that um, here and now that um, if there's anyone listening that has never experienced your love quite like the way that you intend for us to, that you would um, give them the strength to break down those barriers, um, that you would um, fully penetrate them with your reckless love. We pray that um, that the words that we sing, um, especially um, in time of praising you, that not only would we let those words speak to us, but those words would also penetrate us. Because um, we know that in this time of desperation, when all we know is doubt and fear, there is only one foundation we believe. And the thing that we believe in is you, God. 
matter what, that you would continue to remind us of the path that you were guiding us on. And continue to give us opportunities to use our strengths, use our passions, and use those as ways to further glorify you in the unique way that you've given us the ability to. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, what, how, what was your earliest experiences with music? How did you get into it? Where did your passion come from? Um, well, when I was younger, my both my grandmother and my mother took uh, piano lessons, and my experience throughout my whole life has been um, seeing them play and stuff, and then when I was about three, I started to tinker around with it and kind of figure it out, um, and so I've been playing piano since an early age, and I think the earliest memory I have is actually a story that I remember someone telling me about when I was little. Um, they said that they thought that my mom was in the, in the dining room playing the piano we had. It was an old upright. And um, they walked in, and it was me playing Silent Night on the piano. And um, that had always been, like, my first song to play. And so I think it's really appropriate that the first song that I ever actually like played on the piano was my favorite, one of my favorite Christmas songs, and how special that song is to me now, too. So you, um, um, you're in college mm-hmm. studying, studying music. Uh, currently, I'm alone getting ready to go. In your in your last in your last semester. Yes. Um, so talk about talk about that the the tra- transition from music being a passion to like oh this is something that I could I could make a I could make a career out of. So for me, music is that one thing that no matter what point I am in life, I can always find that music is there, and. Um, the thing that really encouraged me and made me realize that music is what I wanted to do with my life was um, in middle school, I would, throughout the different years, I went through band and general music and choir. And when I started into choir, I kind of realized that, like, not only was singing and music, like, one of my favorite things ever, but I realized that I had a passion for showing others what music can do. And I had a passion for being a part of anything that had to do with music. And so... I kind of had this moment where God really spoke to me and it made it clear to me that what else am I going to do but music? Like, that's what I'm I'm called to do. At that time, I thought it was like education in the public school, but but I still at least knew that God was calling me to music in a sense that I need to be leading and I need to be um, showing his light through that. And I knew that from about that age, but I didn't understand it quite then. And there's there's so many different forms uh, that... The music can take not only just um, genres that um, we all listen to and enjoy, but there's also different different functions of music. Like music has music has uh, devotional function. Music has music has uh, a therapeutic function. Music has uh, uh, a joyful, like it's hyped up kind of function. Like you find that jam and you're just like yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And you play play it as loud as it can go. Like, what 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 has been what has been that for you? Like going through going through all these all these different all these different sort of modes of music. Um, how does that manifest itself in like the daily rhythms of your life? Um, I think that for me, I find that different like different genres, different styles, different approaches to music help me. Um, not only think and process, but also express myself in what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, um, what direction I want to go next. Um, so, like, if we're, like, 
playing something that's like a pump up style of music, I'll listen to like you know stuff that's more got like a funky groove to it, or like something that's more of like a rock feeling to it. Um, if I'm um, more of in a relaxed mood, I'll play something that's more like chill and like kind of indie folk style. Yeah. Um, and if I'm and like with my profession, um, like what I do outside of college and stuff, um, you know, I direct um, a choir and I lead a praise team. And with those, it's those give me different ways of expressing my passion as well. So in not only in my personal life, but being able to direct a choir, that shows that the um, that shows the communication between myself and the group that I work with, yeah. and that gives me the opportunity to express what I feel. Um, is driving the music and where the different points of the music are going. And then with the praise team, like not only um, communicating to um, the congregation, but also communicating to each other as a team. And it gives a great chance to work on teamwork. It gives a great chance to work on communication. And it just gives an all-around experience. Yeah. And you bring up you bring up a great point because or, choral music is actually where where we, we bumped into each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we we were both uh, members of the Malone University Chorale and uh, Chamber Choir. And, uh, great great memories there. Uh, going to going to Kenya with you our freshman year. And, oh, it was it was, uh, just, it was just a great time. And we got we got to see like music in in many different forms. Music has this universal way of like transcending like cultural boundaries mm-hmm. and like social boundaries. And it's just this one, this one, this one unifying factor, and that's that's what I just kept being blown away with um, every time with horror music, the unifying factor. Because here are these groups of strangers that don't know each other in August, and then and then by by May we're all weeping because we won't see each other again. So can can you talk a little bit about that, like? Um, in the, in that aspect, or the choral aspect, of music. Yeah. So, um, I think that choral music is one of the best ways to bring people together. Um, I think that it's also one of the best ways to truly um, experience God's presence through music. Um, I found that not only does it help with educational value in that sense, where you know you have the sense of communica- communication mm-hmm. between each other, and you have between uh, the group and the director. Um, you know, you go through rehearsals and fine-tuning everything, and you, you have all these different educational values. But um, I remember seeing a study out there that said that a choir, um, when in sync together and in singing, that their hearts are all beating about the same tempo, too, which is amazing because um, it just shows how unifying that can be because everyone is working together for the same purpose. Yeah. You know, and it's one of the one of the biggest and uh, most like if not well, not only efficient, but one of the most amazing ways to put everyone in a place where they're working towards the same goal. And um, as Dr. Peterson, the uh, choral director at Malone, um, has said many times, um, first you make notes and then you make music, but further from that you make theology. Yes. So not only are you singing notes as that are written on the page and as um, is technically sound and how you're supposed to put them together, uh, then you make music and that's um, putting expression in it, um, showing the different... Um, contrast between dynamic levels, um, between um, different um, vowels and consonants and different meanings in the text and how you can uh, portray that. Um, And then further than that, once you have that, um, truly allowing it to be um, transcendent and very much penetrating through the fact that music allows us to open ourselves up 
to experience God. And um, even in songs that aren't necessarily specifically for worship in that sense, um, one of the biggest, um, for me, one of the biggest pieces that has shown that to me is a piece called Earth Song by Frank Kelly Kelly. And it doesn't, it doesn't at all specifically talk about faith. Um, but the four words that the whole poem that is set that is set to music is sing, be, live, see. And um, it's the ending line of through darkness and pain and strife, I'll sing, I'll be, I'll live, I'll see peace. And the thing that speaks to me the most is that um, through darkness and pain and strife, I'll see, I'll see that God is always there. And I'll see all the work that he is doing, whether we um, realize that in the moment or not. I'll be, I'll be a living, um, I guess, cadaver or a, uh, a living um, sense of what the word means and what God is trying to speak through us. I'll live, I'll live his word, I'll live the gospel, I'll live his message and his love every day. I'll, and I'll um, and sing, as the first one is, um, <clears throat> I'll sing his praises. I will sing not, not just for myself and not just for others, but for him, for yeah. how um, his love is beyond amazing to me. In peace, that through those through those things and truly living our faith, that we will experience only the peace that He can provide. That that is that is fantastic the way that the way that you see that song. I remember I remember seeing that song in in high school and just being like, wow, this is something. This is something so much bigger than myself. And I think I think that's that's a great thing about music because even if you're not a quote unquote religious person or a spiritual person, music is that thing which you engage in, and something happens where you almost can't explain it. It's something it's something ethereal. It's something something beyond it's something beyond yourself and i think if anyone's if anyone's out there listening looking for proof that god exists and we can even we can even debate that i i'd say i'd say look no further than than music because yes. because a lot of a lot of a lot of composers a lot of musicians throughout the generations have tried to put their finger on on what exactly this is and a lot of them have come to the conclusion that music is is God's God's gift to the world. Mm. And you know, um, Johann Sebastian Bach, uh, one, one of um, the composers that, that we bumped into a lot in college, uh, said said um, said this. She said um, that the um, aim and final end of all music. Is the glorification of God and the refreshment of the soul, mm-hmm. and I think um, when we perform music, when we listen to music, when we engage with music, without without that center, 
music just kind of becomes listless, like you're like you're drifting, you know. But by by some by some miracle, anyway, he's still he's still he's still there, you know. He all, he also said Bog also said that he plays he plays the notes, but it's God who makes the music. Yeah, that's very true. And I can you talk about can you talk about an experience where like either in either in performing performing music or listening to music where something something just happens like something you you can't you can't describe. Mm-hmm. I can actually give an example of both. Um, on the performing side, um, um, in 2018, the Chorale and Chamber Choir went to um, Washington D.C. And one of the performances we had was in a very beautiful church, um, and it was, like, really close to downtown. And it wasn't, like, super well advertised. It wasn't something that people really knew was going on. So when we went up and we were ready to perform, there was a total of, I think, five people in the audience. And we, and it was funny because, you know, typically you would think, oh, well, there's no one here. What are we doing here? But it ended up being unanimously the group's favorite performance of the entire tour because of the fact that, we truly experienced that moment where we were singing for God and we didn't care who else was listening. And it was this moment of like, it doesn't matter that this, that the um, pews in the church aren't, aren't filled. It doesn't matter that you don't have advertisement all around the city that this is happening. The point is, is that we're singing for God. And I think that um, especially in singing in that concert, we all had this realization of, wow, like this is, this is it. This is the whole purpose of this. And it was, I, th- I noticed like myself somewhat included that several of us were in tears because we just felt, the Holy Spirit moved that strongly. And in an experience of listening listening to music, um, um, one artist that I sometimes find myself um, really finding Christ in is actually Mumford and Sons. Um, and one song that they have is called um, Awake My Soul. And one of the lines in that song is, in these bodies we will live, in these bodies we will die. Where you invest your love, you invest your life. And when I first heard that, I think I stopped and I just paused the song for a minute. And I just sat there and quiet for a minute before the song went on because I just remember thinking, wow, like this is absolutely true. Like like these these bodies are only temporary, but where you invest your love, you invest your life. If you invest your love in Christ, like you invest your life in living with him for eternity. And I think that it's and it's a really amazing song and everything by them is amazing, honestly, but that song specifically speaks to me in volumes because of the fact that, you know, where we invest our love, that's where we invest our life. If we invest our love in Christ, if we invest our love in music, if we invest our love in things that um, that truly allow us to glorify God, that that is really where we will find our life. That's really where we will find the true love of Christ. In these bodies we will live, in these bodies we will die. The way you invest your love, you invest your life. In these bodies we will live. In these bodies we will die And where you invest your love You invest your life Hey man I think it just speaks to you Because when I When I learned this It sort of shifted Everything in my life when someone stood up and had the courage to say, you know, the purpose of our life is to praise God. Mm-hmm. And 
what do you what do you think yourself uh, a musical person and whether you can't carry a tune in a bunch like there are there are so many ways to praise praise God we praise God with the way that we live our lives we praise God with the way we love family members and friends and people in the Praise, praise God. Simply, simply by everything. But it's it's that moment where we are we are here on this earth, no other purpose than to than to praise and glorify. Mm. And you know, to be honest, there are times in my life. I think this is a common experience, um, but there are times in my life where I don't feel like I don't feel like praising God, and even even um, even David experienced this. And he was he was the psalmist. He wrote he wrote songs and he played music to glorify God, and even he experienced this. He's he says, "Praise the Lord, O my soul," kind of. Commanding himself to to praise the Lord. Open my lips, Lord, that I shall proclaim your praise. And I don't know. Have you have you ever been in a in a spot like that where it's where it's like I I want to sing right now because music music connects me to music connects me to God. But I I just I just can't not right now. Mm-hmm. You know what do you do in the in those times? Well, um, one of the things, one of my um, main passions is music ministry, and I currently do that um, in the position that I'm in. Um, but I found that at times I get so lost in the process of trying to make sure that all the ducks are in, are in a row, making sure everything is in order, making sure everyone has their sheet music, making sure everyone has their stuff together. And it's it becomes sometimes, if I'm not careful, okay, I'm singing because this is my job. And um, that is the moment where you have to stop and go, okay, you know that you did this because God called you here. You know, why are you letting this become such a thing that is so, um, like, mundane like that, you know? And it was kind of this moment where I was like, this is my passion. Why am I getting drained by my passion, you know? And once I realized, like, it doesn't matter if something, a little thing messes up. It doesn't matter if you make a mistake here or there, as long as you're constantly striving toward excellence, and that's being be- being better than you were the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the biggest experience of where, like, you have to, like, where I've had to, like, really fight through feelings of wanting to just not um, have really been in those situations where I'm so focused on all the details of making sure everything goes right that I yeah. lose the point that, like, I'm singing because God called me to lead in this way. I'm singing because um, music is the gift and ability that he gave me to praise him the most. And I think yeah. that when someone finds their gift or, ability, or um, strongest ability like that, that that's, um, that's God's way of saying, this is the way that you're going to praise me the most. And I think that once, um, the more that anyone will take the chance to say, hey, like, this is what I'm good at. This is what God um, strengthened me with. This is what he wants me to do with my life. I need to find a way, I need to find the ways to continually seek that, because if I don't, 
I'm going to be drained. I'm going to be tired. Yeah. And it kind of it kind of almost goes back to what you were saying before with just just simply being when you quoted when you quoted her song. I think I think so long that we're uncareful. The things that we do, even our even our passions, can become like we're like we're going through the motions. Mm-hmm. So to know to know to remind ourselves that we're not we're not um, we're not doing this um, to earn anything, to merit anything. Not like we build up our we build up our credit score and, and right. so suddenly God listens to us more. You know, one of the one of the um, one of the most me- meaningful songs for me that's come out in recent years is uh, Corey Asbury's Break the Law. And uh, it says in there, uh, I couldn't earn it. I don't, de- I don't deserve it. Still, Christ gives himself away. Mm. And like, that's, that's amazing. Um, just to, just to be there in that space, writing that song, composing that song, and then just to give people the vehicle to say that, to say that back, to proclaim that truth back to God. I think I think that's an amazing. And I think too, the funny thing about that song specifically is um, sometimes people read the title "Reckless Love" and hear that in the song, and that becomes a focus point of like, of kind of almost a dangerous. Uh, debate because um, some people will kind of mistake that as saying like God's love is reckless in the form that it's it's um, it can cause damage and it doesn't care what it has to do in the sense that it'll it'll push things over and it'll hurt things just to make sure that it's there. Yeah. But really, the point of calling it reckless love is that it will get to you and it will fully penetrate you no matter what. It doesn't matter what it, what's in the way that it, it's it's so strong that any wall that um, is put up by yourself or by anything around you, um, it will penetrate through that and it will reach your heart no matter what. And so the point of saying it's reckless is not to say that it's dangerous, it's to say that it has no compromise, that it will fill you no matter what. Yeah. Um, but you have to allow it in and it will um, penetrate those walls if you allow it to. And so when somebody explained that difference to me, um, it brought a whole new meaning to that song because as you said, like I, um, I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away, um, and it's it's one of those things where you have to stop and realize that you know his love is overwhelming. It is never ending, and it does chase us down. It does fight till we're found, and it does leave the ninety-nine because it doesn't matter what we do. God will still love us, and He still chooses to love us um, despite our our faults, despite our fallen nature. And when we give ourselves to him, we allow him to fully penetrate us. That takes a whole new meaning to that song because it shows that we are allowing that love to penetrate us and it allows us to fully live our lives for him no matter what.
and um, we're gonna we're gonna close we're gonna close out um, the discussion portion here pretty 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 shortly. Um, and I just want to right now enter into a time of of worship. Uh, John has uh, graciously agreed uh, to uh, to play uh, some. Some music for us, and uh, as we as we do that, I um, I just would like you guys to meditate on uh, on the reckless love, the love that that chases us down, the love that fights till we're found, the the one that leaves the ninety-nine sheep to go after the one who's lost, and that. You know, I think I think all all of us as Christians simultaneously find ourselves playing two roles: either either one of the ninety-nine or, or the one or the one who's lost. And I think, um, at least for me, maybe John can speak to this too as we as we, uh, as we close out. But you know, music is like one of those coming coming back to God. When I, when I, when I sing, when I'm in tears and I repent for my sins, one of one of the first things I'm I'm free to do. I feel like God God has given me the freedom to do this. It's just it's just sing, and it's one of those things that when you find yourself in a in a in a predicament where you're weighed down, music is one of those things that I find often frees me. Would you say the same? I would completely say the same. Um, I found that just simply listening to music sometimes can even be the things that calms anxiety, something that calms um, worries, that calms um, feelings, and sometimes it, it's even the thing that um, breaks that the uh, the dam that keeps the emotions back that really needs to be broken down to allow those things to process and to open up. And I think that. Um, it enables us to be more vulnerable, enables us to be more human. Um, and since we're created in the image of God, it, it allows us to be more Christ-like in that sense. And I think that it really gives us the opportunity to um, be wholly the individuals that God has created us to be. Um, and I think that it's an amazing example of how we can praise him, even in the moments where we feel like um, like we're pouring from an empty cup. Yeah. And it really gives us the chance to say, you know what? I can't do this right now. I don't feel the strength of this, but I know that he's there, and I know that he's going to be by my side, whether I'm at this low point or I'm at my highest high. Yeah. I think that music truly allows us to open up in that vulnerable space. Yeah. I totally agree. So as we go into this time of worship, Allow yourself to open up and be vulnerable with God. Be fully the person that he's created you to be. So without further ado, here's John Garn singing We Believe by Newsboys. Desperation. Oh, 
So um, earlier in the discussion, we talked about, too, how um, it's possible to find um, Christ in music that's not even necessarily explicitly um, about praising him. And one of the songs that both Ryan and me and myself have really found that in is Bridge Over Troubled Water um, by Simon and Garfunkel. Um, and just the first verse, it says, When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I will dry them all. I'm on your side when times get rough and friends just can't be found. Like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. 
And that speaks volumes to the fact that God is always there, that he's always um, looking out for um, how his will is going to play out in our lives. And I think that it's a really awesome song that is was never intended to be worshipful, but is full of worship because uh, you can find Christ anywhere. Bridge over troubled water.
Again, John, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your talents with us. I was blessed by it, and I hope everyone out there was also blessed by it. So that's all we got for this episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, this time with us. And um, if you enjoyed the episode, if God has blessed you through it, please share it with your family and friends. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Kingdom Culture Engagement. Thanks for seeking God with us today. And remember, always be on the lookout for God in unusual places. He is everywhere because he lives inside you. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.